On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thursday, March 10th, Ian Cameron with you on a loaded Thursday NHL car. It is a massive night of hockey on tap. That's on top of what is a massive day and night uh, in college basketball with conference tournament action wall-to-wall noon till uh, late at night this evening. So it is a great day to be a sports fan, sports better in multiple sports. But of course, we're here from a hockey perspective. So the focus will be uh, this massive Thursday night NHL card. Not only massive in terms of size with 13 games, but massive in terms of some of the matchups we have tonight. Colorado and Carolina is a very potential Stanley Cup Finals preview that we're going to see tonight with those two teams head-to-head. We've got, uh, obviously, some very interesting matchups as well with uh, the Rangers and the Blues, two teams you know, going in opposite directions right now uh, at this point in time. St. Louis struggling a bit. you got Tampa Bay, Carolina, uh, Tampa Bay, Calgary, I should say, which is a great hockey game uh, as well. And even some of the under-radar games, you know, Arizona, Toronto, the Coyotes playing their best hockey of the season right now up against a Toronto team that they haven't won any games easily uh, the last uh, little while. And, of course, Vegas and Buffalo, where you've got Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs facing their former team. And, of course, Jack Eichel making his return to Buffalo uh, to play against his old team for the first time as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. So it is a very, very scrumptious night of hockey for sure uh, on the show today. All right, let's get to it. Uh, We'll start with Chicago taking on Boston, uh, the first game on the uh, board. Of course, as we do each and every day on the show, we go uh, in rotation order uh, with every single game. We've got Boston minus 290. Uh, Home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, It's an interesting one here. It's a big price, obviously, on the uh, Boston Bruins, who are coming off an overtime loss to the L.A. Kings. I cashed a ticket uh, betting against the Bruins uh, as home favorites. That first game off a very successful road trip, uh, mostly through the Pacific time zone and and Western Conference teams. And it ended, of course, uh, in Columbus uh, on a night where they retired the jersey number of Rick Nash, uh, who, have, of course, played briefly with Boston as well, but mostly his career with the um, with the uh, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. So uh, got to give the uh, Bruins credit definitely uh, for being a team that uh, definitely was able to uh, uh, gut through that uh, road trip and have some pretty good performances overall. Uh, they had that kind of lethargic game. Uh, they didn't play as bad as I, I, I thought they might against the L.A. Kings. Uh, and the Kings needed a late goal from Trevor Moore to tie the game. We have to keep that in mind. But didn't look like a favorable spot to me 
uh, for the Boston Bruins on Monday night. And of course, the uh, Kings got the uh, victory in overtime. But you'd expect the Bruins looking to bounce back here at home here against Chicago. Uh, we were on the BetCast Tuesday night with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks just taking apart the Anaheim Ducks. We were totally stunned by that. Uh, not that they aren't capable of scoring, but obviously things are not very good in terms of uh, keeping the puck out of the net right now for the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, uh, they just uh, dismantled it, uh, Anaheim in that game. Very impressive overall from the uh, Chicago Blackhawks there. Uh, and certainly offensively, look, they're going to probably have to find their way to scoring some goals in this game simply because night in, night out, do we trust Chicago defensively? No. The good news is you've got a goalie that is uh, very capable of masking a lot of defensive blunders uh, in Marc-Andre Fleury, but just uh, uh, found out this morning, of course, not going to be Marc-Andre Fleury tonight uh, in that for Chicago. It will be Kevin Lankinen instead, and that is, that's a downgrade. That's a downgrade, especially with what we have seen uh, from uh, Lankinen here uh, in uh, recent starts for the Blackhawks. I think we've talked about this a lot this season here on the show that uh, he's definitely struggled, fought the puck a little bit, not necessarily played well uh, here for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks or consistent uh, in between the pipes. And when you have a defense that can be a little bit shaky uh, in front of you, you need solid goaltending and 3.57 goals against average, 885 save percentage, uh, over 15 appearances in between the pipes for Kevin Lankin and is not what I would call solid goaltending. So uh, this is going to be a little bit of a difficult spot. I like Boston team total tonight, uh, over three and a half, minus 125. It's a reasonable price. This goes back to that old saying, why would you lay minus 290 with the Bruins when you can get a team total over three and a half, minus 125 against a Chicago defense that's uh, leaky at the best of times and a goaltender that you really don't trust to keep the puck out of the net. Uh, I think that's the best approach here uh, in this game if you're going to attack this one from either a side or a totals perspective is, is look at maybe Boston in particular to find the back of the net and get you four plus here uh, in this game. Uh, as far as Boston's concerned, uh, looks like they're, they're pretty healthy right now. I mean, other than Matt Grizzlick, who's going to be out tonight. Other than that, though, healthy on the blue line, healthy up front, good to see. Uh, and uh, obviously playing good hockey aside from the loss against L.A. Found ways to win. So I think if you're going to get involved in this game, Bruins team total over three and a half would be the look. However, and Jake DeBrusque certainly will look at him from a prop stand. It's been a little quiet the last couple of games, but it feels like to me gut feel that he's going to find uh, a little bit tonight. Point, maybe get on the board, score a goal. But certainly from a Chicago standpoint, uh, this is someone now we've cashed, I think, two or three games in a row, a goal scorer prop with, and that's Dylan Strome. You got to rock with him right now, uh, even with uh, Jeremy Swayman in net uh, for the Bruins, and even with Boston looking to bounce back after a home OT loss to L.A., Dylan Strome has got a boatload of offensive confidence right now uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, there's no doubt Dylan Strome goal scorer prop. We're riding that wave again. One more time tonight. Uh, Andrew McGinnis is with us. Andrew, welcome in. It's What's a great up? night of hockey coming up. 13 games. What do you think here, Chicago-Boston? Yeah, lots of games. So we'll. Uh, I'll keep things short when I'm giving my picks out here. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think the Bruins, these are the kind of the games that they want to uh, stack some confidence, build upon. And uh, the past couple of weeks, they've kind of been a different team. Uh, they were kind of the definition of inconsistent for a little while. Um, now you take a look at this team and, you know, even the losses they're having, are kind of just by one goal, which is still some very competitive hockey here. I think the full game over in general is a spot. We have seen better goaltending from the Bruins, but you take a look at the game Chicago's played recently. You know, we're talking about an 8-3 game and a 6-3 game, 4-3, 4-3. Uh, 
that 8-5 game against the Devils. I mean, this is a team, six or last seven games have gone over. And Boston, I get it. They can be a good, you know, low-scoring team as well and a good defensive team. But I just have that feeling we're going to see two teams clash here at a five and a half. And, and uh, we're going to see some goals in this one here at the Garden tonight. So uh, I'll preface it with this, Ian. A lot of the five and a halves today, I like to go over. A lot of the six and a halves, I'm kind of leaning more towards the under here. So we'll see how that plays out. First game here, staying off the side, give me the over. Yeah, all I know is leaning toward any under in the uh, NHL the last uh, four or five days has been a rough go <laughs> right <laughs> now. I mean, it has been over Palooza in this league. Uh, it really has live betting too, man. Yeah. Like Alex talks about it. Yesterday, the full game over hit for the Canadians, but I ended yeah. up getting the over five and a half live plus 160. Yeah. Like you could, if you, obviously nobody wants to be just watching their live odds constantly, but if you're, you pick your spots, like Alex was talking about yesterday on the show, you can make some serious money. You know, there's oh. been nights where I've lost like with my pregame bets and came out on top with, with live bets easily, you know? These of course. Yeah, no, no question. You can definitely take advantage of those uh, instances. I'm just looking back like Tuesday night, the majority all all but uh, on Tuesday night during the BetCast, we had all but two games uh, end up going over the uh, all but three games, I should say, end up going over the total that night uh, in the NHL. We had both games go over the total last night. We had a nine and one over result with the 10 games on Saturday. uh, This past weekend, I mean, it's just been over Palooza. I'm, I'm not betting a single under tonight. You know, and it doesn't mean I'm taking every game over, but it's difficult right now. You'd think once we get past the trade deadline, people are always asking me, when's the tide going to turn, Ian? When are we going to start seeing more unders? When are we going to start to see this damn league tighten up across the board and start to play a little bit more lower scoring hockey as we approach the playoffs? And I keep coming back to my, if I had to pick a time frame, it's going to be post trade deadline. That's when I think we're going to start to see at least a little tighter hockey. I mean, it's not going to be these six, five games every night. Can't, can't keep going on this way. You would think it's not going to keep going on this way, uh, but definitely something to uh, just keep in the back of your mind that there's going to be a moment where the overs are going to level off. You know, they're going to, at some point, it's just a question of when I think it's probably trade deadline. We might look at that being the case. All right. Next up, we go to Vegas and Buffalo. Like I said, this is actually one of the more intriguing games tonight, simply because of all the backstory uh, that's going on into this game. Uh, the Golden Knights and the Sabres, Vegas minus 200, 205 road favorites, six the total in this game. Um, so I, I, I stayed off Vegas in regulation the other night against the Flyers, and I'm Kind of staying off that tonight as well. I mean, I've I've got to see better from the Vegas School tonight. I got to see some finish from them uh, offensively uh, before I'm ready to trust them here tonight. You'd think maybe there's an opportunity that they can find the back of the net and finish. They are playing Buffalo. They are playing uh, Craig Anderson, who just got absolutely uh, lit up last time against. But the, he got lit up last time though against the Florida Panthers. You know, just an absolute machine offensively. So we should cut the 40 year old a little slack. You know, a lot of teams are going to, a lot of goalies are going to give up six, a six. He doesn't really show up every game, (laughs) but then he'll turn into Craig, the brick wall again, every now and then too. eh? Yeah. And he led them to a victory against Minnesota and he got peppered in that game. He was great against Toronto when they went to the, uh, into TO and beat the Leafs five, one. So he's still capable every now and then of that really good start. Uh, This is not a game I'm going to do much with in terms of the side or the total. This is definitely a prop game for me. You know which team players we're targeting. We're targeting all the players going back to face their former team. That would be Peyton Krebs for Buffalo. That would be Alex Tuck for Buffalo against Vegas. You know, there's always that added little incentive here. Hey, 
you guys put me in that Jack Eichel deal, I'll show you, you know, and, and a little bit of that incentive. So whatever way you want to approach it, you you guys know when I like, recommend a player prop, you know the, the the avenues I'm looking at. I'm looking at shots on goal. I'm looking at points, especially over these at 1.5s. You look on Twitter last night, we cashed a couple of these over 1.5s at plus 200, plus 300 prices on these points props. They are better. Screw the point fives to, to, to score a point. I'm looking for the bargain bin. I'm looking for the value. You know, the over one and a half, you can find that. Look at JT Miller last night. Hell, you could have bet him over three and a half points uh, against Montreal last night. You know, those are great opportunities, in my opinion, at great prices uh, to attack that market from a player prop standpoint. So definitely Krebs and Tuck for Buffalo. Eichel, it goes without saying, to score. Maybe even sprinkle on two-plus goals. You know he wants to stick it to Buffalo. Let's be honest, he does. Yeah. The organization, you know, was not right with him. Well, whoever's at fault, you could debate. Was it Eichel's at fault? Eichel at fault? His camp was the Sabres, you know, ridiculous for their refusal to let him have the surgery. Whatever. It's old news. The point is, he thought the Sabres were in the wrong. He didn't like it. He didn't like how they conducted themselves. You know, he wanted out. He had enough. And now tonight he's going to go back there, and I think he's going to want to have a huge game. So there you go. Jack Eichel, shots on goal, score a goal, score two-plus goals, score a point. I'm going over one-and-a-half points uh, on Jack Eichel as well. Now the problem is Vegas hasn't been scoring uh, consistently game in and game out. They haven't. And look what just happened against Philadelphia. Carter Hart was a stone wall uh, against this team. But, you know, is that going to keep on going forever? Uh, we'll see. They still have a couple key guys out too. Let's not forget that. McNabb and Martinez still out on the blue line. Stone is still out up front. Riley Smith now out for the uh, Golden Knights. Part of that Misfits line that's been together, I think, pretty much their whole tenure with Vegas all these years. Smith, Carlson, and Marcia So. Uh, and now you take up a key component you know, of that line out of your lineup. Riley Smith not playing. Leonard still out. Brett Howden, who's actually had a nice season in a third-line role, is out as well. So definitely key absences for Vegas. A lot to overcome for them. Laurent Brossois will be in net tonight for them. Uh, because of Leonard being out. So we'll see how he fares. He's capable. Uh, more than anything, that's a prop game, as I mentioned. that uh, uh, gave you a bunch of players there that I'm looking at in this one. Andrew, what do you think? Vegas-Buffalo. Yeah, I find it kind of peculiar, Ian. I'm getting like two and a half-ish, for, for depending on where you shop around, for Alex Tuck on his shots on goal. I understand that Tage Thompson's been kind of the guy. You know, he, he's been the consistent shots on goal guy. But, you know, I, I don't like to always play into these, you know, revenge stuff. But... I mean, even if it wasn't against his old team, I still would look at this potentially. Add that in. I mean, I know you talked about it already, but is there anything you would say that would talk me out of playing Tuck over two and a half shots tonight? I mean, I, that's, you know, like you said, it's a prop game. I, I don't want to give a side or total in this game. I might play it live, but I'm looking at I'm looking at a lot of different stuff in here. And one, I'm trying to pull it up. So I apologize. I have DraftKings that I'm pulling it up right now, but um, I, I well, just jump I, in quickly, Andrew, just yep. one thing about tuck. There's one concern, one concern. This is what it would be. You look at the last six, six games. He's gone over two shots on goal once. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's been slow, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. If there's ever a game, if we do want to buy into these factors and these theories, I mean, if there's ever a game to get it going, this could be it, but you know, it would kind of suck to take Tuck and then Tage Thompson goes out and puts up five shots again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what 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 I wanted to mention was um, the uh, the save prop uh, for Laurent Brassois at 25 and a half, Ian. I'm going over 25 and a half. One of my favorite props of the night 
Buffalo at home. I expect lots of shots from them. Like I mentioned, I'll be on some shots on goal props for Buffalo players. I'll be on the save. I'll be on the save props for Brassois. I, I think there's going to be lots of shots in this game. I think it's going to be a back and forth one. Um, do I think the over is going to hit? Uh, I think I'm just going to go with the props because I don't know how these goalies are going to perform, but I do believe it's going to be one of those games where the players don't try and be too cute and too fancy. They try and get pucks on net uh, and they're cycling lines. Um, when I look at this game, though, part of me wanted to look at actually a Buffalo Sabres first period money line. I was thinking this game actually could be a good start for Buffalo. Get on the board, potentially even, again, more and more books are offering these. So if, if you get it, the over 0.5 team total goals in the first period would be something I would like to recommend as well. But I think we could see Buffalo get off to a good start, maybe even a first period over in this game. And, and then I do envision this game slowing down and tightening up, you know. Uh, but as for right now, for everybody, those are the two plays I like in this game here. I wanted to make sure I got that number right. But Laurent Brassois, his over save prop for tonight. And Alex Tuck, this is the night I believe he bounces back out of the uh, shots on goal slump here. And uh, I'll be watching this game. And I'll tell you what, Ian, I'm sure you can agree with me. It's kind of funny when you watch a game sometimes and you don't have a play on the side or total. You know, you're, oh, that guy's on the ice. All right, cheering for some shots. You know, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a funny different dynamic when you're watching the game. But, uh, you know, you just write off those stats there about Tuck. And hopefully tonight, tonight he gets back uh, on track for me. If, if ever there's a night to maybe uh, would it be proactive because there's nothing that would indicate he's going to get three shots tonight lately. One time he's done it in the last six games. But, yeah. it, you know, obviously facing his former mates in Vegas tonight uh, and uh, you would expect uh, him to be uh, active at least uh, and uh, to steal a basketball phrase, volume shooter, uh, maybe potentially tonight we'll see. Uh, about that, yeah, first te- first period, both teams to score is because I could see a lot of energy early. Uh, that's not a bad thought, Raymond. This first period, and you're going to get because you get better prices and better odds with the first period, both teams to score when it's a game with a bigger favorite versus a bigger underdog. You know, when it's a you know pick them line or a even money price line, you're not going to get as good price with the first period, both teams to score in this game you actually will get a pretty solid price with that uh, Vegas and a Buffalo, both teams to score instead of plus 130, plus 140, you'll get upwards of plus 160, you know? So I, I don't mind that. I might sprinkle on that as well for Buffalo. It's Ocposo. It's I mentioned tuck already and Krebs are worth a look, but especially the guys that have been producing lately for them have been Ocposo. Ocposo keeps being priced at plus 300. Uh, to score a goal every game for the Sabres team. And you look at what he's done. He's, he's scored uh, in uh, three of their last five games. He's scored in six of their last 10 games. And you can get plus three. See, think about that. Six of their last 10 games, he scored at 60% the last 10 games. Ocposo's found the back of the net. He's plus 350. I even see plus 400. These have been the goal score props that I have found that have been coming through for me. Like, look at uh, last night with Yamamoto, underpriced, because he was like a 5 five out of 10 or 6 out of 10 with a goal in the last little bit. And you could have gotten him plus 300. He scored for the Oilers. Arturi Lekkonen last night for Montreal, who had a big night for them, plus 425. He's a guy that had scored even just 4 or 5 of the last 10 games, but he's plus 450, and you're seeing he's getting the chances. So those are the kind of props that I zone in on, you know, those bargain prices, and they've been going well. So there's a few I like there. Uh, in that Vegas Buffalo game. All right, next up we got Arizona Toronto. Uh the Leafs minus 360 uh home favorites, six and a half the total. Uh this could be the Montreal experiment tonight for me, but with Arizona. 
And you know what that experiment has been. Now, last night, it wasn't perfect. I didn't like seeing, obviously, Montreal give up the empty net goal, which cost the plus one and a half uh, on the puck line against Vancouver last night. was not thrilled uh, to see that. Uh, but still, with that seven-play experiment which uh, that I did with Montreal-Edmonton, and I went 7-0 and in that game with those seven plays in the Habs-Oilers game, I went 4-2-1 and last night with those seven plays in the Canadians-Canucks game where it was Montreal first period team total over, Montreal first period puck line, Montreal first period money line, Montreal full game team total over, Montreal full game puck line, Montreal full game money line, and the full game over. That's what I went with in that Montreal-Vancouver game. 4-2-1, Andrew, profit. You know, people are going to laugh and say, what are you doing, man? At 4-2-1 at the end of the game last night. I'll take it. And and I, I had first period over. I had full game over six. I had in game over five and a half in game over six and a half. <laughs> so, Hey, I'll, 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 I'll make you feel more comfortable by telling you, I did something very similar just with the total. So, yeah. and it was good. So absolutely. I think we have a live underdog here again, and I'm going to just, instead of one bet, I'm going to have smaller bets, seven different fashions here, just like the last game uh, last night. It's going to be, for me, the same same thing. I'm going to the exact same thing tonight because Arizona's got offensive confidence right now. What have they scored? Uh, 17 goals in the last two games, Ottawa and Detroit. Uh, and look, Toronto's a step up, but are they that much of a step up defensively based on what we've seen from the Leafs lately? N- not, not at the moment. I think when they're at their best, they can be a very good defensive team, but we're not getting their best defensive game. Uh, right now uh, and uh, you would think they're going to level off at some point goal scoring wise uh, but they've got confidence at the moment and the Leafs are going to keep giving you these open lanes and these open paths to the net uh, and now of course comes the big news that he just gets some confidence and a big victory the other night against Seattle that Jack Campbell now is out for two weeks with a rib injury and he's sidelined now which means Peter Morazic time once again uh, in net for the Leafs. And look, he's, he's, he's been, he was actually very good at times in the third period to make that lead stand up against Columbus, you know, a couple nights ago. And he had to be, but you know, I think Arizona with what we're seeing from Nick Schmaltz and Clayton Keller and Jacob Chikrin right now, uh, chipping in from the blue line. I think what we're seeing from all Lawson Krause has stepped up. You're getting Nick Ritchie and depth scoring all of a sudden for Arizona. Yeah. You know, things are going good offensively when you're seeing Nick, Nick Ritchie, Ritchie revenge game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, scored the last game. It's yeah, not crazy. Yeah, yeah. What is that? I'm going to bet that freaking thing. What is that? Price? It's just a small one. I mean, he yeah, did yeah. score the last game. And look, he knows Toronto, you know, dumped him. It's essentially it. You know, ended the relationship uh, with him, essentially. So, you know, it might be a good prop, actually, if someone, if your book offers it. Nick Ritchie over hits. Yep. That could be, a, you know, there's the prop world is just insane right now. But yes, that's what and that's what comes to my mind, Ian. Nick Ritchie over hits. Why would he not want to finish his checks against this team? Exactly. No, 100% right. I mean, to <laughs> team uh, let him go and said, hey, you're not cutting it here. And I think he really, I don't think he's like facing bitter feelings. He knows he's up against it. It's a deep forward group for Toronto. And look, he couldn't cut the mustard. Simple as that. I mean, he couldn't, he can't skate with Mikheyev. He can't skate with some of these other guys. The bunting was a big addition that's, you know, uh, taking a lot of opportunities away from people. McKayev stepped up and good for them. They want this Nick Robertson kid in the lineup because he's got more finish and speed and talent and skill yeah. than a Nick Ritchie. And Nick Ritchie's left in the cold. It's just the way it is. I don't think he can feel, oh, you guys gave up on me. No, you're a victim of the numbers game. 
Yeah. You know, a Toronto team that's absolutely loaded up front. I will uh, say though, come standpoint. playoff time, Nick Nick Robertson has no has no spot on that team, in my opinion, because they don't lack speed. They lack toughness. Yeah. Nothing will change with the Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers if they aren't tough. You know, yeah. the Oilers losing to the Jets last year was not because of skill. It was not because they lacked skill. That's for sure. It was because they got out, you know, outmanned as far as toughness goes. Yep. So, I don't know. Nick Ritchie, he's one of those guys that, hey, I think come second second game of the first round, they might say, geez, I wish we had someone a little more aggressive on our yep. team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, in some, and Scott Wedgwood, by the way, in the net for uh, Arizona, uh, which I think Toronto might be able to score because Wedgwood gave up five in his last start against Ottawa. Uh, keep that in mind. And, uh, Arizona for a while, too, and they only gave up two against Detroit. But part of the reason why they, they both basically for the last several games before the last two, Arizona is one of those teams where their expected goals for were higher than they've been scoring. So they should have scored more uh, and they finally are. But they also should have been giving up more goals than they had to that point. And they're starting to give up more goals too. five against Ottawa. Now, only two against Detroit. We're not stupid here. We believe the Leafs are going to light the lamp tonight. You would think that here uh, in this game against Arizona. So this looks like goal fest to me. But I think Arizona's got a chance, kind of like the Seattle game, hopefully with a little better result. Because Seattle didn't win the game. But Seattle hung around right through to the end. And I think Arizona's got that potential to do it here uh, in this game as well. So for me, this is first period plus a half, minus 110 puck line. A little sprinkle plus 220 money line. Uh, First period team total. Uh, over with Arizona, uh, which you can get at minus 130. Uh, and then, of course, same with the full game. Team total over two and a half. Uh, full game puck line plus one and a half. At plus 140, by the way, nice price with that. A little sprinkle on the full game money line in the plus 300 range. And the full game over, six and a half minus 125. So there you go. Same seven bets as last night with Montreal and Vancouver and Montreal and Edmonton, for that matter. The two dregs of the NHL for the most of the season, and here we go. Uh, we're finding value on them. And why are we finding value on them? Because they're playing their best hockey, and the betting markets don't adjust at this time of year to teams sure. playing better hockey. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Arizona-Toronto? Well, you know, I, I think that realistically we, we expect to see some type of dominant victory come at some point for the Maple Leafs, um, you know, at some point. And – when I when I did my buy and sell segment at the start of the week and I talked about the Leafs, I mentioned their schedule, right? Started with Columbus, then you go through Seattle and here you are with the Coyotes. An opportunity to have several, several games where you think you'd get a win with ease. And I know that this is a team that has their win, you know, two wins this week, right? So if you're on that team, the question you ask yourself, is a win a win or do you not like how you're winning, right? And that's really the, the issue is because if you looked at the win-loss records, this team's playing all right recently. You look at how they've they've won. You know, allowing a goal in the final two, three minutes, back-to-back games. That type of stuff isn't really acceptable. You look at uh, now Jack Campbell. He's on the injury reserve. You know, this stuff isn't really good for that team. Arizona, though, they're riding the high. But guess what? Guess who they scored those goals against? The Red Wings, you know? We all had fun cashing tickets in some way, shape, or form on Arizona in that one. Just not sure we get that tonight. So I'm actually going to look the other way and take the Maple Leafs first period puck line at a pretty good price. So um, shop around on that one. I think the Leafs get off to a good start here and, and honestly don't look back. So um, 
I'm not getting bold with the dogs this the, today with the Coyotes. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Leafs aren't, uh, you know, a team that I want to rely on in third periods. So I'm going to rely on them in a first period <laughs> to get on the board because they have had good starts to games, Ian. If you notice, uh, they've kind of like been the opposite of the Oilers, you know, where they're having great starts to games and not finishes, whereas the Oilers are one of the last place teams in the league in, in, in first period goals. So I expect the first period to be the Maple Leafs' best period tonight. All right, liking a good start, which is very possible. Uh, they had a great start early in that game against Seattle uh, on uh, Tuesday night and a good start uh, against Columbus as well. And then the last two periods were a little bit problematic. Uh, this is always dangerous, though, because the one thing about Wedgwood, who's you know actually been very good lately until the Ottawa game, you know, kind of crumbled a little bit. Five goals, but they bailed him out. They scored eight. I get your point. Who said that in the chat? I get it. Brent Norris. There you go. I get it. Uh, Arizona is not going to score at four, five, six, seven, eight goals now every game. The rest, no way. There's going to be a leveling off. They still aren't a great offensive team, and they will have struggles against scoring. But you can throw out that Arizona is going to regress, but you can also throw out that Toronto's defense is struggling right now. And this may not be the night for Arizona's offense to regress. So that's what you can uh, look at here in this game. But uh, Scott Wedgwood is another one of these goalies here playing in front of close to home. He's a Brampton kid, uh, which is, of course, just north of Toronto. So. Uh, you know, you always get fired up to play the Leafs when you're uh, a Toronto boy or, or you're someone that's close to home. So we'll see if Wedgwood brings it tonight. Wouldn't surprise me if he plays well. Uh, he has played well uh, at times lately. Let's not forget that L.A. game. I remember it. L.A. won the game still 3-2. A man alive. It, it's 6-2, 7-2, if not for the play of Wedgwood uh, in that game that night. So interesting to see how that one goes for sure. All right, next up, Colorado, Carolina. Is this a Stanley Cup Finals preview? Very possibly it is. Uh, Colorado, we got minus 125 road favorites here, six and a half the total in this one. Uh, man, it's this is an interesting one. I actually think the value is on Carolina, to be quite honest. I'm not saying I'm going to bet Carolina for sure, but I'm leaning in that direction. I mean, you're talking about a home team that is 21 and 21-6, as a slight home dog now, which tells you how powerful the avalanche are in the betting markets and what people think of Colorado right now. Uh, but Colorado's coming off a, a 5-3 loss to New Jersey. I'm going to poke some holes in what I'm seeing from them. Their penalty kill's terrible right now all of a sudden. You know, they've given up five power play goals in the last three games. That can't be sitting well with Nate McKinnon, Jared Bednar, the head coach, or anybody. You know, that's just not very good uh, in terms of the penalty killing lately. Whereas Carolina... You know, they've been top penalty kill all season long, although they've given up four power play goals their last four games. So even their penalty kill has been uh, hit a little bit lately. Uh, Carolina, back-to-back -back wins for them. Pittsburgh, Seattle after a two-game losing streak. Uh, back home here against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. This is the first, by the way, of two meetings this year. They'll play again later uh, in Denver. A uh, very interesting stat. Uh, unders in this series have been insanely good. Uh, I don't know if that translates to tonight. You have to remember, two years ago was the last time these teams played each other. It's been a while. But 9-1-1 one, and one to the under in the last 11 head-to-head -head meetings with Colorado and Carolina. And to me, this is a game where it could go either way from a totals perspective. And you know, default for me right now in the NHL with the over-palooza the last several days is over a pass in every game. I'm not looking at an under, but I'm saying this game could stay under. It also could be a 5-3 because we know they're very capable offensively. So I think there's a lot of volatility 
uh, tonight when it comes to the total for this one. I will say Colorado's gone over in three straight. The defense and the penalty killing and the goaltending, all of it's kind of struggled. Uh, they gave up five to Calgary, four to the Islanders, who aren't an offensive machine by any stretch, and then coughing up the lead and losing on the betcast when we were on the, the air the other night, 5-3 to New Jersey. So there's issues right now with Colorado. I'm kind of leaning Carolina here uh, in this game. Yes, Freddie Anderson uh, obviously remains uh, out for the uh, Hurricanes at the moment, day-to-day, uh, -day, not playing tonight, not starting tonight. It'll be anti-Ranta for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes against Darcy Kemper for uh, Colorado. Uh, but look, he's been pretty good the last couple starts, the uh, Finn. Uh, anti-Ranta. Two goals allowed in victories against Seattle and Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll see if he can keep it going here. I lean Carolina here. It'll probably be, make my betting card at some point, but uh, we'll see where the price goes, even if it stays where it is and I can get a plus number on this Canes team. I don't know. Colorado's game in the back end right now is kind of worrying me a little bit. What do you think here? Showdown City tonight, Andrew. Colorado, Carolina. Uh, it, it gets me excited, man, because I, I think about that 14 to one ticket I have on the Canes and I just, oh man, I'd love to see them make it all the way and end up in this matchup here. Uh, it'd be a great, it'd be a dream. Um, but Colorado, look, they're, they're probably pissed off. They're probably angry, but they're minus 125. You know, the home team to me is the, is the spot here. The Avalanche, keep in mind, have played a shit ton of games recently and a lot of them have been very competitive. You know, that has to be a situational play that we think of and we take into account. Um, and, and what have I been saying the past little while here that uh, you and I used to always discuss together? These big games nowadays go over. You mentioned the season, uh, the history with these two clubs. I get it. Uh, but I wouldn't go anywhere but over between these two clubs here. Um, expecting, you know, both uh, teams scorers to put on a show. Um, but, you know, the old uh, expression also, defense wins championships. And uh, Carolina plays better defensively, and I trust their goaltending better right now. So at home, better situational spot for them schedule-wise, and defensively trust them a lot better. I'm going to have to go ahead here and take Carolina. Uh, I will say, watch out for the Kale McCarr shots on goal props. The guy gets more shots on goal than half his uh, forwards do. Um, also, I'm going back to the well, Ian. One more time here with Miko Rantanen, over three and a half shots on goal. He let me down last game, brother. He only had one shot, uh, but I'm going back to the well with him tonight. Uh, there was some power play. There were some penalty issues last game for them, and he was passing the puck around a lot, but I think this game will get there, and I'm going to look at his over tonight. Reminds me of that uh, Chain Smokers song a few years ago. Don't let me, don't let me down. Yeah, don't yeah, let me don't down let me here. down. Miko yeah. Ranton, don't let me down. Don't let him, don't let Andrew down, Miko. Uh, Miko <laughs> Ranton is right. Uh, he missed the uh, shots on goal prop the other night uh, in that uh, game against the uh, Devils. So uh, we'll see if, uh, yeah, and before that, he was actually very good with the shots on goal uh, numbers for the most part. I know, so I joined the train at the wrong time. I hopped yep. on board and. Uh, exactly, just I like a buddy of mine who stop. said. Just like, yeah, same with my buddy last night who jumped on Montreal last night against uh, Vancouver saying, I, I keep hearing it, even betting these guys and winning with them the last several games. And I'm like, I just hope you're, and I told him before the game started, I just hope you're not late to the party. Sure enough, 5-3 yeah, <laughs> Vancouver. <laughs> well, that's kind of, that's remember the, the argument I've been making for people is that, like, what happens? Again, their team total hits. You mentioned it earlier, but all the different bets you're making. When you're betting these dogs, don't hold yourself to just one bet. Don't try and... But this is the problem, Ian. Everybody's obsessed with that big cash, right? They want to tell their friends they hit a plus 250, right? Yeah. I'd rather tell someone I hit a minus 110 that I actually won. 
yep. <laughs> on a team total over, you yep. know, same thing with that coyotes uh, the other night. I mean, do you, do you think that I was sitting there mad at myself for not taking the money line? No, I watched yep. my team total cash in the first period. That's yep. all I cared about. That's just getting greedy. I mean, you're, yeah. you're bet one. It's almost like you're bet one, guy. Shut the fuck up, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. what are you complaining for? You won your bet. You, you got out of that game plus money, profitable. Yeah. I'm happy. That should be happy. You're always just, oh, but it could add the plus price on the money line. Yeah. I've got, I've even got to tell myself not to act like that uh, sometimes. Just be, we all do it instinctually. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's in your heart, you know? Yeah, it's an instinct thing for sure. Uh, Seattle and Ottawa, is there going to be an instinct for one of these teams to win a hockey game? They've obviously had their ups and downs this year. Uh, Seattle and Ottawa. Uh, I don't think so. It's going to be a draw. Yeah. Senators minus 140, home favorites five and a half. This is one of those games where Ottawa's really up and down. Like they could get ripped by Arizona like they did, and they come back and look what they did against St. Louis the other night. You know, really strong road win, four to one uh, against the Blues really all the, all over the map. But the one thing I know about Ottawa, Andrew, is, and I'm starting to notice this a lot with them, they play their best against the best. You know, the St. Louis's and the Carolinas and Tampa's and Florida's, Toronto even, like all of these teams seem to get Ottawa's best game and best effort. Then when they play the, the Sisters of the Poor in the National Hockey League, uh, it looks like it's not quite the same for Ottawa. Like they get drugged yeah. by Arizona and they're down like 5-1 early in that game. And this kind of feels that way. And let's give Seattle some credit. The team's fighting. Like, if you watch any Seattle game right now, the compete is there. The effort's there. Yeah, there's games, parts of their game that are still screwed up. Yes. you know Where, where was that since day one, though, Ian? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Grubauer's been a little bit better lately. Uh, they've started to score. They've actually started to find the back of the net with a little bit more regularity. And offense, to be quite honest with you, was a huge problem for them. Oh, by the way, Callie Yarncroke bet him tonight to score. Seattle this guy all of a sudden is like plus 350 plus 400 most games to score a goal and he's now scored in multiple games recently Callie Yarncroke uh we're going going back back to Callie 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 Yarncroke not Callie C-A-L-I Callie C-A-L-L-E uh Yarncroke uh for Seattle tonight to score a goal I think that is the bargain bin prop goal scorer wise tonight in this game uh, for the uh, Seattle uh, Kraken. And I lean to the Kraken. I don't know if I'll bet it. I don't because uh, it's push comes to shove. Do I trust the team to pull out a win? I don't know. But in a game like this where I think it's a flip a coin kind of game, you bet the underdog as far as I'm concerned. So lean Seattle here. What do you think, Andrew? Seattle, Ottawa. I'm sorry. Yeah, real quick. I forgot to mention this uh, in the Toronto game. Yep. Uh, Nick Schmaltz to get a point. It's something I've bet, and I was just going through my bets for today. Yes, for, and I to score a goal, of course, yeah. of course, of course. I forgot yeah. it too. Yes, so he's course. someone that we have to have our eyes on. And after just talking yes, a few moments ago with you about how I'm not itching for these big plus money prices, I just want to find some spots. Well, this is a spot that I found. <laughs> and I locked it in at minus 110 or 15. So that's one that I'm on. And you're on it to score. Let's get it done, brother. But that's uh, it's one that I really like quite a bit here. Yeah, Nick Schmaltz is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's ridiculous right now. Points, goals, he's scoring too, finding the back of the net. So that's a great player to take with props right now. All right, Seattle, Ottawa. And Twitter was really funny after that game too. People were like, this guy really wants to leave that team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm on the over five and a half. You know, I was yeah. shocked, 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 shocked that this was five and a half here. Uh, Seattle, obviously on their road trip. I, I love when I, I see a team after they've played Toronto, regardless of what the score in that game is, 
you know your game's going to be a little bit easier, hopefully, uh, than it was the previous. You know, Toronto's obviously a great team. They allow goals, but they're still a really great team. And the Ottawa Senators, well, it's kind of like you mentioned it. And, and if you remember, I mentioned the exact same thing in a few weeks back to you. This team, they live for the upset. But when you give them a crappy team to play against, they're like, well, why the hell should I show up to this game? And this, to me, just has that recipe of disaster uh, tonight at the Canadian Tire Center. I think we're going to just see a bunch of goals here. Five and a half to me is a joke. I think it's a it's a, a spot that we can't ignore here. And I'm going to look at the Jared McCann shots on goal prop as well. Uh, I think that uh, I looked at it last game. He didn't really come through, uh, but he signed that big contract. He's someone that does shoot a lot for this team. So uh, those are two plays I like over five and a half and Jared McCann shots on goal prop. All right, there we go. Jared McCann and overshots uh, in that. All right, Flyers and Panthers. Panthers minus 370, home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, wow, this Florida team, I give them credit. That was um, that was a good performance in Pittsburgh uh, on a back-to-back, no less, as well. Uh, and uh, great performance by them. And uh, obviously, they had a little bit of a swoon there briefly. Two games against Minnesota and Edmonton. They or uh, Sorry, against uh, Edmonton and Columbus. Uh, and Nashville, they lost three in a row, Florida, and now they've ripped off four straight wins. They've scored three, six, six, four uh, in those games. Uh, now they'll take on the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Man, this is this is an interesting test for Florida simply because Carter Hart was phenomenal against Vegas. And look, he's going to have to be just that, if not even better tonight with how the Florida Panthers can absolutely light you up. Uh, offensively right now. Uh, and when you look at uh, head-to-head series history, though, uh, this year, you know, in Philly, Florida won 4-2. Uh, and then, of course, the return match in November, Florida won 2-1. And both games stayed under. So, you know, with Carter Hart playing well, and he has been better, certainly, the last couple. Um, now he's got to go to Florida. We have noticed the home road split just a little bit with him. I, I will point that out. But, you know, you look at three of the last four games, he's actually played well. One goal allowed to Vegas, two goals allowed to Edmonton. One goal allowed to Washington. However, the one bad start in those last four starts, Minnesota gave up five, and that's a comparable offense to Florida. And and, and key word, comparable. Florida's still a better offense than Minnesota, and he gave up five to Minnesota. So big test. Big test for Carter Hart. Big test for this Flyers defense. I don't know if I'm ready to trust them to be up. They, they're, they're playing better. They're playing hard. I mean, the one thing you're going to – do if you take Philly here tonight at plus 290 and I'm not advising you to do that but if you do that you're getting a team that's given it right now and an effort and a hard level of compete and a, and, and a try and a give a damn you know Philadelphia gives a damn right now you know they are playing much better more competitively I think they've had points in nine of their last 12 games or something like that so this is no cakewalk necessarily for the Panthers but uh, this one I'm back and forth. I'm wishy-washy on this game. I'll be quite honest with you. I would have liked maybe a three and a half on the team total with Florida, not four and a half, which is what we're seeing here. So it's probably as of right now, stay away, other than maybe look at Barkov over one and a half points again, which has been automatic, or a marchment to score. Uh, those would be my favorite props in this game. Andrew, what do you think? Flyers, Panthers? Uh, yeah, nothing for me. And I actually have zilch on this game. All right, nothing wrong with that. We move on to Minnesota, Detroit. Minnesota minus 170 road favorites, uh, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'd be weary of this game if you're Minnesota tonight, just a little bit. I mean, yeah, you got back on track. You beat the Rangers. 
but we did mention it was Georgiev, surprise starter that night, that maybe it was their chance to light the lamp, find their way to a victory. They did that. Uh, now they're going to play a Detroit team that they're better than 9-2 to Arizona. And look, I had Arizona simply because I thought the price was too high. I didn't think they're going to go in there and win 9-2. I mean, that was just an absolute embarrassment for the Detroit Red Wings, a complete and utter debacle for 60 minutes uh, defensively uh, in that game. You got to think there's some semblance of we need to make amends for that. You know, we are still, they actually are still a pretty decent home team this year uh, at Little Caesars Arena. And say what you will about the Wild, there's still some, some level of vulnerability with this team. You know, they got a much needed win against the Rangers, but you have to factor in, you know, you're talking about not having a fit. avoiding Shesterkin was a big component of that, you know, in my mind, winning that hockey game for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So this is going to be dangerous here for the uh, Wild tonight in this game. This is another one where I'd only look over uh, six and a half in this one. Uh, Detroit, you've got to think, is going to try to be much tighter uh, defensively. But I remember the last time Detroit played Minnesota in Minnesota, the game flew over the total. And they couldn't stop Minnesota. And Minnesota gave up a bunch of goals to Detroit. And I don't know if things change here. Detroit's going to talk about playing better and tightening up and getting better goaltending, but we have not seen this consistently. We've seen people hang nine and 10 spots in their building lately against this Red Wings team, Arizona, Toronto, of course, on that crazy Saturday night game uh, about 10 days ago. So I could only look over this total here, six and a half. It looks like, by the way, it's going to be a goaltending matchup of uh, in this one here, uh, Talbot for the uh, wild confirmed, uh, Nadelkovich, I would think he's going to be in. He got pulled, of course, in that Arizona game. Uh, I do kind of like Detroit, though, here in the first period, at least. You know, at least in the first 20 minutes to just come out and guns blazing. Both teams to score in the first period. DX filer makes sense, too, plus 150. But for Detroit to get on the board, maybe their team total as well over Detroit in the first period. Trust them maybe to have a good start. Trust them to be a team that's going to be pissed off and, and totally ashamed with the way they played the other night, 9-2 to Arizona. We know there's a Detroit team that's better than that. Now, are they good enough to beat Minnesota, a good wild team at home, albeit struggling lately? Uh, I think they can compete tonight, and I think in the, you'll get their best early in the game. So I kind of lean full game. Maybe I'll sprinkle small on that, but I think the first period's an even better target. Detroit to score a goal, and maybe Detroit money line as well. Or if you want to be safe, you could go plus a half Detroit. Uh, in the first period of this game as well. Uh, by the way, the Red Wings team total for he this one, it's a little high. I got to admit, minus 165 to score a goal in the first period. That's a little high. I might uh, I might uh, pull back the reins on the uh, team total uh, in the uh, first period for Detroit. Uh, but I think they come out strong early. Uh, what do you think here, Andrew, Minnesota, Detroit? Well, I think it's a really interesting game because, you know, you look at what Detroit's given up lately. What have they done recently that's made us want to bet them? You know, that's the problem. But yep. what has Minnesota done consistently that's made them deserve to be minus 180 yep. here? You know, and that's really the issue we have here. But if there's a team that I would count on more to get it going and pick up after a win versus a team to snap out of whatever the hell's going on, I'll take the Minnesota side to get some traction versus Detroit to snap out of what's going on. If that makes any sense, you know, clearly it's built into the number here. Uh, but the way I'm going to look here, I understand it's not the best price, but it's decent here. This is just one of those games, Ian, where I take Detroit out of the picture. And I, I have a, a hard time explaining to people why I choose my team total games. But this is just one of those ones where I'm selecting Minnesota team total over three and a half as a play I do like for today. 
just to not have to worry about what Detroit does in this game, just to worry about the Minnesota wild continuing and picking up where they left off in their last game. And, uh, Hopefully, keep scoring. So that's all I'm looking at for this game, Ian. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Oh, by the way, goal score props. You know I got some for a game like this where we should see, I think, some uh, action. Robbie Fabry, I'm telling you, uh, plus 280 again to, for him to score a goal. He's on fire right now for Detroit. Uh, Raymond, you always can look at Larkin. Uh, for Minnesota, Ryan Hartman, how do you not take him at the moment? Fiala got going the other night. So th- those are a bunch of candidates for me. Uh, goal score props tonight uh, in this game. If you want to be really, really adventurous uh, for Detroit, Carter Rowney scored in two of the last 10, but more importantly, he scored in uh, uh, two of the last five games and he's plus 800. Carter Rowney. How about that? How about wow. that? Thanks to my little, uh, uh, little, you know, software I'm using now for props, man. You can I checked it out. It's good. Yeah. You can, it out. It's, it's really good. Uh, and look, uh, we're picking off some of these bargain bins, uh, and some of these are coming in. And if you see on the saw on the betcast the other night, even last night, we had a couple of plus 300, plus 400 goal score props coming through with uh, Yamamoto and Lekkonen. So, I mean, these are worth looking at. You know, just, you know, you only put five, 10 bucks on it even. And, and boy, if it hits, there you go. What a boost it provides. So uh, yeah. there's definitely a bunch that you can look at. Yeah, you definitely don't need to to hit them all no. <laughs> to come out profitable, especially exactly. when you're hitting guys like Artre Lekkonen. Real quick about him, Ian. I don't even want him to get traded anymore because I don't think what we'll get back in return will be nearly what he's worth. And That's a good point. Yeah. Armia is a big body, but I think we signed we signed the wrong finish uh, player last year. Just my opinion, but uh, I, I think Armia is more replaceable maybe than Lekkonen is. Oh, he's definitely been more noticeable lately. There's no question about that with uh, what we've seen from Lekkonen, no doubt. Winnipeg, New Jersey. New Jersey minus 130 home favorites. This total... Believe it or not, yesterday afternoon or early evening and into the overnight, this was over six minus 120 at one point. So it obviously moved to six and a half. It's blown through all the six and a halfs now, and we're seeing seven uh, in this game. And look, I, I didn't even get the six when I bet it it was uh, overnight. And I said, this is probably going to move even more. It was six and a half minus 110. I, I didn't think it would move all the way to seven in every book, but it pretty much has. I don't see a six and a half anywhere uh, on this total. And look, I agree with it fully. I mean, the Jets' defense is just a shit show right now. And I know they beat Tampa, uh, but that's because they scored a bunch. And this is two teams that I, I trust them to score, and I don't trust them to keep it out uh, at this point in time. Although New Jersey has found a little goaltending stability with Nico Dawes. Like, Nico Dawes is not going to be the next Marty Brodeur for the New Jersey Devils. But what he can be is a decent NHL goalie, I think. I think we found that out. He can be decent. Mm-hmm. For the Devils, he's better than Gillies. He's better than anybody else they've, that's played for them this year. Uh, but still, I like the confidence that Winnipeg should have offensively going into this game, and I still think they can chip away and find some goals. Maybe a little defensive letdown for New Jersey after a massive upset over Colorado the other night. And on the flip side, you've got New Jersey, and you know how much I've liked them offensively. It, I, I just love the way this team is, you know, just producing up and down the lineup. You know, everybody's chipping in. Dawson Mercer and Sharon Govich and Thomas Tatar comes out of nowhere and scores the other night. And Zaka and, uh, of course, Hughes and Bratt have been magnificent. So this is one of those games you really target props. Uh, I like over six and a half. Now at seven, I'd pump the brakes a little. I mean, you've, you've, you miss six, you miss six and a half. It's hard to say, yeah, I bet seven now. Uh, but I don't want the under uh, in this game. Andrew, what do you think? Jets, Devils. You know, I just have a funny feeling. And I know this is people might laugh because this isn't something you should use in your handicapping. 
I like the Winnipeg Jets tonight. They were a sell for me for a long time. They still kind of are for me. Yeah. But uh, let's be honest here. I mean, we, we keep talking about and and hats off to you for this, you know, the bets you've made with this team total. We keep discussing the amount of goals the Devils are scoring, but we got to hit at home how many goals they're allowing as well. We really have to. I mean, the Devils are going to be a great team in the future. They've got great young players, a great young goaltender. But Winnipeg just is fresh off a game against Tampa where they scored seven goals. And that's not, to me, a letdown now against New Jersey. That's a let's get some damn confidence together and get going here. And that's kind of what I see. I mean, their offense is capable. It hasn't been there the past few weeks. And I just think something's up here with this with this game for New Jersey. They're, you know, it's they've moved a little bit to 120, 130. I just have a feeling, Ian, in this game, after looking at what New Jersey's done recently, coming off that game against Colorado, Something tells me Winnipeg wins tonight, and uh, I think they have a good shot to do so. There we go. Uh, you know what? I like that confidence angle. You're on a losing streak, you, and they need the points. Like, there's no letdown. How can there be a letdown when you need every point you exactly, can get yeah. right now after the Winnipeg Jets? So I understand the, the thought process. And look, we, we I like the Devils when they're decent-sized dogs. I like them in these kind of spots. Uh, now they're favored. You know, let's see how they handle that tonight against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. But I still like the Devils, you know, one more go around maybe with the team total split tonight for me with New Jersey. Because it is going to be Eric Comrie, by the way, uh, in net for the Jets. Although that being said, it's not like they're going to totally miss Connor Hellebuck as much as normal. That guy is struggling at the moment for the Jets. But it will be Comrie. You know, the Devils, you know, scoring in the first period and uh, over, you know, their team total is still probably worth a shot for me. Uh, but more than anything at the full game, because I do think Winnipeg is going to be able to chip in offensively here tonight as well uh, in this game. Andrew, how much time do you have? Because I think you got to leave soon. Is that true? Uh, I had an out at, at three Eastern ish, but I, I can manage a couple more minutes. But I just okay, I have I have, I have somewhere I have to be. No, that's uh, all right. I might end up speeding. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all but, good. We appreciate you hanging in there today. Uh, no question. All right, we'll do one more game. We'll do one more game. And then after that, you can rhyme off the last uh, four games after that, uh, what you like. But we'll to be do honest one with more. you, the earlier, the games we've already discussed are the ones that I have the most opinion on anyway, like Blue Jackets, Islanders, I have nothing on. Ducks, Predators, I have no plays on. So. There you go. All right, so we're going to go through a little bit of the uh, – uh, the uh, games that aren't uh, as appealing. But we'll do Jackets and Islanders, and then we'll let you rhyme off the rest of the plays and best bet, and we'll get you out of here. Columbus and Islanders. Uh, Islanders minus 170, uh, home favorites, uh, five and a half, six the total uh, in this game here uh, with the uh, Jackets and the Islanders. Uh, I like Columbus here, I'll be quite honest. I'm going to take my chance with them. It's just the Islanders, whenever they're favored by this kind of price, I like I like going the other way. I just do. Uh, and that's what I'm going to do here. And Columbus is, look, not playing their best hockey right now. They've kind of gone through their little hot streak uh, a little while ago, and it's been a lot uh, more uh, difficult for them uh, in recent games. This is just a price that Islanders minus 175, and I've had some success picking off underdogs against the New York Islanders when they've been favored by these kind of prices. They have not been good as bigger favorites at times. And, look, they've – They've seen their defense and their goaltending struggle. Uh, Varlamov and Sorokin, if they go back, uh, Barry's going back and forth. Now it's going to be Sorokin tonight. What do we get is the big question here from Jonas Corposalo for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. He's starting tonight. He hasn't played since January 31st because of a lower body injury. There's going to probably be some rust. 
We'll see. And his numbers aren't great. 3.82 goals against 887 uh, save percentage uh, in this game. But boy, I can see if you can find there's a couple of books that have it juiced at five and a half minus 140. I'd lean to that over at five and a half, to be quite honest, even though it's the Islanders here. The Islanders have actually gone over the total, Andrew, uh, in uh, six of their last mm-hmm. eight games. They're six and two to the over their last eight games. We know Columbus is an offensive machine. I like that over as well. And give me a shot with the Jackets uh, in this game as an underdog. Yeah, the Islanders have been sneaky with their up. That, if I was playing this game, Ian, that's where I'd go to is the over. In Columbus, we know what they've what kind of hockey they've been playing recently, very fast, uh, which also leaves them exposed on their own end as well, you know, counterattacks and 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 so on and so forth. So yeah, if I was playing this game, I'd look over six as well. You know, I think it's really important. This is why we always say in handicapping to, you know, do a what have you done for me lately check. Uh, teams like Dallas, teams like New York, um, even teams like Winnipeg. They used to be dead, not unders. Not really anymore as much. No, you're 100% right about that. There's been a uh, Islanders. Have, that's part of the problem. We know offensively they've had their issues for years, but they could always rely on the team defense, the structure, sound in their own zone, no turnovers, no mistakes, nobody out of position. This year it's been turnovers. This year it's been at people out of position in their own zone, letting free path to the net to the opponent. You know, that's not been good, obviously, for the, uh, uh, for the New York Islanders. All right, Andrew, uh, I'll just rhyme them off quickly. Uh, Rangers Blues, Ducks Predators, the big showdown. Uh, we got one big showdown, which could be a Stanley Cup final preview. I guess you could say this one could be as well. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, Calgary, and San Jose, Los Angeles. Those four remaining games, Andrew, the floor is yours. I like the Flames. Uh, I have not much of an opinion on the Sharks game. I'd lean towards the over. Don't trust the Sharks defense, and I think you know, I think they could catch the Kings being flat. So I lean towards the over in that game. I haven't bet that one. I like the Flames and Rangers Blues. It's a tough one, uh, but I do like the road team in that game. So I haven't gone to the window with that one, but that's kind of where I'd look. I have gone to the window with the Flames tonight. Always tough fading the back-to-back cup chance, but tonight I'm doing it. All right. Yeah. And uh, no, I'll save my opinion for that till I, till, till I get there. We won't spoil it, but uh, All right. yeah. Adios. All right. Andrew, best bet. Best bet. Oh, best bet. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, the Ottawa, Ottawa over, Ottawa okay. over. Yeah, I think that's going to have a lot of ga- goals, and I was shocked that that was five and a half, especially with Seattle on that road trip there. So it's something I look towards. And same thing with Ottawa, back at home here. So uh, situationally, it's a good spot for them, and I think we'll get some goals here. All right, Seattle, Ottawa, over five and a half. Best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Release the crack and release the goals tonight in the Let's nation's capital. That's what he's hoping for. All right, Andrew, great right, stuff. Guys. Thanks for joining yeah. us. We'll see you Thanks. tomorrow. There he is, Andrew McGinnis, uh, with us. He's got to go to an appointment. So uh, it's you and I uh, for the rest of the uh, show here, and we'll uh, get you my take here on these last four games. We'll start with the New York Rangers and the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis minus 120, uh, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Boy, I I thought the Blues were sitting in a good spot, good situation uh, on Tuesday night against Ottawa. The road trip didn't end well for them. Uh, they needed a win to try to bounce back and get the ship righted. And to see them play the way they did, I got to admit, disappointing, disheartening uh, to see that uh, from uh, the St. Louis Blues. 4-1 home loss here uh, to the uh, Ottawa Senators. It just wasn't very good from them uh, in that hockey game. Uh, so we'll see how we, how it goes uh, for them here as they try to bounce back at home against this uh, New York Rangers team. Uh, which is not going to be easy, obviously, considering what we're seeing from the uh, Rangers, considering what we're seeing with the uh, Rangers with Igor Shosturkin, I should say, uh, in net. 
Uh, that's usually when uh, we see the Rangers at their absolute best. Uh, shockingly, and I, I still don't understand fully why he was not in the net the other night against Minnesota. This what That wasn't a back-to-back spot uh, for the New York Rangers, and yet we still didn't see uh, Igor Shosturkin in between the pipes that night. Uh, but it will be uh, Shosturkin here tonight uh, in this game for the uh, Rangers. Billy Husso uh, in net for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, and Husso, by the way, uh, has not been quite as sharp lately. Still been probably the preferred goalie. Uh, for uh, Craig Berube compared to uh, Jordan Bennington, who, of course, wasn't terrible against Ottawa, but he didn't really stand out and make that massive save when you really needed a big save uh, in that game either the other night against the uh, Ottawa Senators. So uh, definitely uh, they've got a little bit of a a crisis here, a little bit of an issue uh, in terms of where's their offense gone. That's a problem. I mean, the Blues' offense has just been turned off here the last few games like a water tap, like a water faucet. Uh, One goal against the Islanders, just two against New Jersey uh, in an overtime loss to end that road trip, and then just held the one goal against Ottawa uh, the other night during this four-game skid. Uh, Andrew liked the Rangers. I like the Rangers. I do. Uh, I mean, you're going to give me the Rangers who you can trust a little bit more. Um, Look at some of these numbers, by the way, for the Rangers that – point to them probably playing better. Obviously, they had the loss to Minnesota the other night with Georgiev in that 5-2 to the Wild. They're 17-5 and in their last 22 games when their opponent scores two goals or less in their previous game, and of course, that's St. Louis. The Rangers are 5-1 and in their last six games after allowing five goals or more in their previous game, and the Rangers are a perfect 6-0 and this year in their last six games when they've lost by three goals or more in their previous game. I mean, these are all things that point to the Rangers. Rangers beat the Blues recently in New York. So yes, revenge for St. Louis, but you know, I need team in better form, you know, four straight losses, the Rangers here getting a short price. I'm going to be on the New York Rangers here. Plus uh, one uh, looks like they are plus a hundred. Yeah. You can get a plus price plus one Oh five actually at some spots. So uh, I like the Rangers here. Like if this game is probably, closer to uh, even money, or if the Rangers are a road favorite of any kind, do I bet this? Probably not. But plus 100, plus 105, with Shesterkin, who's had a Vesna Trophy caliber season so far, that's a take for me. Getting the Rangers, getting this team uh, with their premier goalie uh, against a St. Louis team that is struggling to score, struggling with uh, defense at times lately as well, uh, and the four-game losing streak. So it would be Rangers for me uh, in this matchup here in uh, the Midwest City, Rangers and Blues. All right, Anaheim Ducks and Nashville Predators. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Nashville minus 200. Uh, or sorry, I get that right. Nashville minus 200 uh, in this game against Anaheim. Uh, the total uh, right now, five and a half uh, across the board uh, in this one. Uh, it's hard to bet an Anaheim game under right now. You see what this team's doing defensively, and it is ugly. I can't believe how bad they were in their own end against Chicago uh, a couple of nights ago. And again, that was a game when we were on the BetCast, and it was terrible for the Anaheim Ducks that night. Brutal uh, defensively. Uh, this is going to be a spot, though, that maybe first period Anaheim, I look their direction uh, a little bit. Uh, eight to three loss against An- against Chicago. Uh, they're actually just two and four in their last six games, and the only wins were Boston in the last minute, which was a quality win. But then they beat San Jose in overtime, which isn't saying a lot. The Sharks have not played well since the All Star break. But I do expect in the first period of this game tonight, uh, Anaheim to show me that hey, we got to try to play a little bit better. 
uh, in this one after just an absolute shit show in the Windy City uh, against the uh, Blackhawks. Um, right now, there's issues for Anaheim, and it's John Gibson issues uh, to the point where, look, he's not even confirmed yet in net. You know, he gave up five goals on 13 shots, uh, you know, and he was out for a, with a hand injury. But I don't want to hear that as an excuse. You know, they were saying one of the teammates of John Gibson uh, in the postgame for Anaheim the other night said, we feel for John, but hey, he's got a hand thing. No, he doesn't have a I don't want to hear that, the hand injury. You only had the hand injury for one game that forced you to miss one game. You came back against Chicago and you struggled. You, you, you know, you only got the hand issue, the hand injury recently. What explains the struggles of John Gibson before the hand injury? You know, if this guy's making it sound like the hand injury is causing the problems that he had in net the other night. No, these have been two weeks straight now, maybe even three of struggles and inconsistency from, you know, a guy that when he's on top of his game, he can be a top five goalie in the league, John Gibson. And we're not seeing that at the moment uh, for from him. So, you know, this nonsense that the hand is causing him problems and is causing him to struggle right now is just a bunch of garbage as far as I'm concerned. You know, he's been problematic in net for weeks now for this Anaheim Ducks team. So it, it's a lot more than just a little hand injury uh, as far as I'm concerned with Anaheim, with John Gibson's issues right now. And look, the fact they haven't even confirmed him in net tonight, they're wondering if he's healthy. They're wondering where his head's at because this is not John Gibson-like, folks. I mean, this is, look at the, look at John Gibson's ledger since February 11th. He gave up four to Seattle, four to Calgary, seven to Edmonton, four to Vancouver, four to L.A., three to Boston, five to Vegas, five to Chicago, and, of course, got pulled the other night. So um, just absolutely a, a horrible run for him. Now, is it all on him? Of course not. Team defense plays a part, no question. Penalty kill plays a part uh, in this as well, although the penalty kill has actually been good for Anaheim. It's mostly been five-on-five five offense. Even strength teams have been eating them up. So. Um, We'll see if they can turn it around here. But again, this Anaheim team is another one of those teams that have trended over for a long period of time. Anaheim 7-3 and three to the over in their last 10 games. 4-0 and oh to the over their last four road games. 6-0 uh, and oh their last six to the over as a road underdog. 9-1 and one to the over their last 10 as an underdog. I mean, you go on, on and on and on. I mean, it's been nothing but over trends. And even series history, Anaheim-Nashville. 3-1-1 one, and one to the over in the last five meetings. And, and 27 of the last 40 uh, meetings, excluding pushes, have gone over with these two teams head-to-head. -head. So I do like over here, five and a half. I need to see evidence of a better defensive effort from the Anaheim Ducks before uh, I'm ready uh, to take an under involving them. And that's probably the way I will go here, rather than either side. I might have a small play on Anaheim first period just because they're completely and utterly uh, ashamed of the way they played against Chicago and you'll get a good effort out of the gate uh, in the first 20 minutes. But do I trust them to win the game over the course of 60 minutes? I'm not so sure about that uh, against a Nashville team that enters this game uh, playing, you know, for their playoff lives right now, uh, coming off a nice two to one win against the uh, Dallas Stars and they've won two in a row. So uh, we'll see if they keep this rolling. So uh, I will have a small play Anaheim at a big plus price in the first period. And I like over five and a half as well. Uh, in this one. All right. The other significant game uh, of the night uh, here uh, in the National Hockey League, uh, Tampa Bay, Calgary really isn't going to get much better than this. Uh, it's going to be very, very fascinating to see how this game goes. But uh, obviously it is a potential uh, playoff and Stanley Cup final preview here, Tampa Bay and Calgary. Uh, you could say that too about uh, uh, 
about Colorado and Cal or about Colorado and Carolina as well. But Tampa Bay and Calgary, we've got pretty much even money here, both sides uh, in this game, about minus one ten uh, uh, on both sides for the Lightning and the Flames. Uh, the total in this game uh, right now sitting at uh, six across the board. Uh, Andrew, I believe, made the case for Calgary. And I think I will make the case for Calgary uh, as well. And it's more than anything situational. You know, the, the Calgary Flames have played a lot of hockey lately, and they still have played a lot of hockey. This is going to be, for them, their sixth game in 10 days. You know, that is a lot of hockey. But you look at it for Tampa, this is their fifth game in 10 days. So it's not like they've been sitting around not playing and they're uh, fully rested and fully energized either. You know, they've played uh, a lot of hockey as well. So uh, when you look at this situation here for the uh, Lightning and the Flames, uh, I think uh, it's definitely going to be uh, a very interesting. Uh, by, by the way, it looks like baseball's reached a tentative agreement on a new labor deal. So uh, baseball might be back sooner than we thought. Uh, so, uh, wow. Uh, I, I was ready to write off the season. And apparently now it looks like there might be a CBA agreement. So uh, for those baseball fans out there, uh, maybe some good news for you. But anyway, getting back to Tampa Bay and Calgary. Um, I like Calgary here a little bit, minus 110. I don't love the I now I don't love the idea of going against the Lightning off one of their worst games in a while and Vasilevsky off one of his worst games in a while. He looked he looked very very awful uh in the uh, in the, the Winnipeg loss 7 to 4. Very uncharacteristic of Andre Vasilevsky. He was fighting the puck, he was just not sharp whatsoever. Uh there was one goal I'm wondering how the hell did he let that get in? It squeaked right through him. It's just not the kind of goaltending you expect from Vasilevsky. And to be quite honest with you, he gave up three to Chicago before uh, Tampa Bay offense kind of bailed him out. Uh, so, you know, it's not, we'll see. I mean, they're very good off a loss. They are. We know that. Uh, they've been a very, very difficult team to bet against off a loss. That's the one thing that I'm thinking to myself. Why would you do this? They're so good off a loss. We know that, uh, you know, especially off a loss of three goals or more, 43 and 13 uh, long term. Uh, that's a very, very good track record. Not an easy one to go against uh, right now. But, uh, you know, uh, I think the Flames still at home. I like the way they're playing. There was some issues with Gaudreau with the knee injury that he actually had to leave the game against Washington because of it. But he's going to play tonight. He'll be fine, says uh, Daryl Sutter. He'll be in the lineup. Calgary's been pretty damn good off a loss, too. I mean, all this talk, Cal uh, Tampa off a loss. Calgary's been very good. Uh, awful loss as well. And Calgary, by the way, here's a stat that really means something to me. How do they play against great teams? How do they play against the best teams? They're 5-0 and in their last five games with a team with a 60 or above win percentage this year. So this is a team that has definitely played good hockey. The bigger the game, the bigger the, the opponent. We've seen Calgary play well uh, in these games against these type of teams, against teams the caliber uh, of uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, I'm going to go with Calgary here, minus 110. Uh, it's a little bit of an unsettling feeling because you know Tampa Bay is going to play much harder and better, you would think, uh, after uh, the 7-4 loss to the Winnipeg Jets the other night. This could be a sneaky under, potentially. I mean, both of these teams we know can play defensive under hockey. We certainly know Calgary can. Um, Tampa's going to want to, I think, after giving up seven the other night, although I think one or two of those were empty net goals. And we just saw Calgary and Markstrom give up five the other night in the uh, loss to the Washington Capitals, which was, you know, a bit of a difficult spot for the uh, Flames. Talked about how they had just come off big showdowns with Edmonton and 
uh, Colorado, which again goes to the point that I just made about Calgary's record against teams with a win, good win percentage and a good winning record. You know, they beat Edmonton, they beat Colorado on Saturday on the road. So uh, they've definitely uh, found ways to play their best against the best teams. So I'm looking at Calgary here, minus 110 uh, in this one. All right, final. And by the way, props wise, I'm, I'm going to repeat it one more time, but Mangiapani, uh, Lindholm for Calgary, it goes without saying uh, to look toward them. You know, for Tampa Bay, there's been some guys that have just, uh, in, on the, in the bargain bin department, they've lit the lamp. Sergachev has scored in three of the last five games. He's plus 800 to score a goal. He's a defenseman, but he's been shooting the puck a lot. Uh, you can get a huge number on him. And again, he has scored in three of the last five games for Tampa Bay, and he's plus 800 to score a goal. Mikhail Sergachev. Uh, for Tampa Bay. Um, let's see some other bargain prices to Foley, you know, is plus two ten. Corey Perry's worth a look. Victor Hedman's worth a look. He's scored in five of the last 10. Same with um, uh, Perry for the uh, lightning. They both scored in half of their last, uh, the lightning's last 10 games. And you can get both of them around the plus three fifty range uh, to score a goal tonight. So I think some decent options, you know, in terms of going down the board for uh, value laden player uh, goal scorer props. Uh, in this game tonight. All right, final game. We have finally gotten there. The 13th and final game. Lucky number 13. I don't know if this is lucky number 13. It's not the greatest game on the card, uh, but it is the last game to break down uh, San Jose Sharks, Los Angeles Kings. We've got the LA Kings minus 195 home favorites, uh, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, very tricky spot. Very tricky spot for the uh, LA Kings. They're coming back home off the road trip that they just finished, and they finished it in style uh, with a come-from-behind uh, overtime victory uh, against the Boston Bruins uh, in that final game of the road trip. But they are still the better of these squads. Uh, I, it, it's A lot of times I'm looking situationally to take San Jose, you know, in this kind of spot. But I can't do it with this group. They're, not, they're, they're playing just absolutely horrendous hockey. Uh, their offense has kind of dried up lately. They've scored one, three, one, zero, two goals in their last five games. So the offense isn't clicking. You're talking about a team that's down both of their top two goalies. Now, Aiden Hill and James Reimer now both out. So you're relegated to Zach Sachenko and uh, journeyman goaltender, Supreme Alex Stalock uh, as your two goalies right now for the San Jose Sharks. That's not a bet on situation at any point. I don't care how good the spot is. That's not a bet on situation to me. Um, if you want to be safe, maybe San Jose plus a half in the first period, LA's a little, you know, jet lagged. I could see that. And there has been money on it on San Jose here with the uh, Kings opening minus two thirty. Uh, Kings are now just minus one eighty, minus one ninety. So we've seen some LA, uh, some San Jose money. And I understand why it's not a great spot for the LA Kings. You know, those first, uh, games home, uh, off a long Eastern road trip, they're not easy. And for uh, L.A., they went through Dallas, Columbus, Buffalo, and Boston, four games. Uh, and now they pl play two days later here at home against San Jose. And it, whatever the case may be, you know, San Jose seems to give L.A. trouble. San Jose's actually won six of the last seven head-to-head -head meetings. San Jose is six and one uh, in the last seven against L.A. You know, so the Sharks have played this team very well. San Jose beat L.A. 6-2 in January when they last played, the only other time they've played this year. So, Revenge spot for L.A. And L.A. is playing better now than they were back then. They've won three in a row. Of course, eight and two in their last 10 games. Uh, no doubt. L.A. playing great hockey. Uh, the Sharks, believe it or not, though, uh, within a point. Uh, or sorry, back. Uh, the Sharks are 
way out of it. But it's funny when these two teams met in January, when they beat LA, that win put, put San Jose within a point of LA uh, in the standings. And now look where they are. They're completely uh, different uh, spectrums right now. So uh, right now I'd probably look more toward props in this game. Uh, Sachenko was Sachenko actually wasn't that bad uh, in his last start for the uh, San Jose Sharks. He's just a young kid thrown into the fire here. He still only got a 3.18 goals against average 908 save percentage in the NHL this season, but against Anaheim, you know, in that game, he wasn't that bad. Three goals allowed uh, in that performance uh, a few days ago, losing to the Ducks 3-2. Uh, we'll see how he fares here. They pro- they are going to have to play him now because you threw um, you threw Alex Stalock in there against Nashville uh, Saturday night for his first start, and you saw what happened there, 8-0 uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators. So uh, I think when you look at this game here, it's a real tough game. It's a real tough game. Uh, I would lean toward... I would lean toward LA winning the game, but I'm, I'm just not going to take him in this spot. It's just not a spot you want to lay minus 195 with anybody. Uh, and, and then you start looking at the way the Sharks have played uh, against the Kings, and they've been a tough out for the Kings. And yeah, it makes me not interested in the Kings tonight. I've made a lot of money on LA lately. You know that. We've, we've taken them a lot. I had them against Boston as a big plus 185 underdog as a best bet earlier this week on the show. Uh, we've we've had our share of good performance, uh, good betting winners with the LA Kings lately tonight's just for me, not the spot to be jumping in on them. All right. Great. Uh, Adrian Kempe to score a goal potentially though, for the Kings, it's always worth a look with him. He's been very good lately. Uh, I've mentioned that Trevor Moore, that's the one Trevor Moore for the LA Kings. Why not? Why not Trevor Moore? He scored uh, in two of the last five games for this uh, LA Kings team. And he has scored in three of the last 10, but you're getting plus three fifty, plus 400. Uh, with him. Maybe Rudolph's balsers for San Jose can find the back of the net. He has scored uh, for the San Jose Sharks in four of the last 10 games and he's plus 450. Again, you do the math. The guy has scored Rudolph's balsers for San Jose four of the last 10 games and you can get him at plus 450 tonight. That means there's value on him to score a goal. When you look at the percentages, you look at the uh, current form and you look at the recent numbers. So uh, there's a couple props I might consider there. Uh, Kempe and Moore for L.A., maybe Rudolph's balls. There's a little value there, uh, plus 450 on him to score tonight against L.A. All right, great stuff. Uh, that is the uh, Thursday card, 13 games. Uh, I wasn't sure we were going to get through them all, uh, but we did. Uh, we appreciate all of you joining us uh, for the show each and every day. Hit the like button, uh, please. We, are, we implore you to do that. It definitely helps us out quite a bit. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it. We'll get to my best bet in just a second. But before we do that, we have to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook, of course. Great partners here uh, at the Hockey Podcast Network and the Ice Guys, uh, of course, and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins as the action rolls on. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If the DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars 
in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets to wrap up this marathon edition of the Ice Guys. And we're going to have a much shorter show tomorrow with just four games uh, on tap. And then, of course, we'll have a big show on Saturday. Vito will be back in the house uh, for the weekend, as he always is. Uh, But we'll wrap it up now for a Thursday with a best bet. And for best bet tonight on the show, this is a tough one. Huge card, lots of choices, lots of opportunities, lots to choose from uh, tonight on this slate. Uh, But I'm going to end up going with, uh, in this one, the... um, See, I'm, I'm still thinking. I'm still. Uh, I'm down to a couple. Uh, we got to make up our mind. I'm going to go with this, and you can get a minus 140 on it uh, in the uh, at C, at a couple of books. Six, uh, if you can find six, okay. Uh, I still recommend it at six. If you can chop around, find the couple five and a halfs that are out there, even better. I'm going to go Blue Jackets Islanders uh, over five and a half. Uh, Islanders are now a little bit of an overrun struggling defensively and Columbus seems to play overs with anybody uh, right now. Let's go with that. Let's go Columbus, New York Islanders uh, over five and a half minus half, minus one forty uh, or six. If you can, if it, that's all you can find at the book you're betting at, I still recommend it. Columbus, New York Islanders over five and a half for my best bet for this Thursday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. We appreciate it. A reminder, the ice guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Thanks to Andrew McGinnis for joining us earlier. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy all the action. 13 games, an action-packed Thursday night in the NHL. Enjoy the games and good luck. Cash some tickets on the ice. We will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.